Safe of it to Radley. And he sends it back for Keary. He's going to kick over the top. And Manu is unmarked. And the ball bounces perfectly. Electric footy from the Roosters. In front of 16,000 fans at Allianz on Saturday, our Roosters rolled out the welcome mat to the visiting New Zealand Warriors. An early try to Jackson Polo off the back of some sustained pressure and good ball work saw the Roosters go into the sheds at half-time, eight points to six. Off the back of an inspired performance by Lindsay Collins, our Roosters managed to get the victory, 20 points to 12, and secured our first win for season 2023. Hello and welcome to another episode of Roosters Radio. No bush this week, but we're joined in studio by Bells. G'day, Bells. G'day, Silky. Hello, everyone. And of course, as always, producer Pat manning the decks. G'day, Patty. Hey, Patty. G'day, Silky. G'day, Bells. Man of the decks here. And I tell you what, it's a good week to be a Roosters fan. Well, Bells, we were both out there at the Captain's Club on Saturday. Uh, a great spectacle it was, but geez, it was hot. Oh, wow. It was great out there. 16,000 strong fans. It was a really good crowd, actually, on Saturday afternoon. And it was, as you just mentioned, hot. 30 plus. What was great, Bells, is we got out there early. We were able to watch a bit of the reserve grade. Uh, the boys, unfortunately, uh, got beat by the Warriors. But it was good to see that there was two games of football and a building crowd off the back of that. I was actually surprised to see the crowd watching the young boys go around. It was it was great support for them and bring back those days of two games of football on the afternoon. It was perfect. It sure was, Bells. But look, let's jump straight into the game. A much improved performance by our boys. I think everyone would be in agreement with that. Uh, still plenty of work, uh, no doubt. Uh, obviously, Coach Robinson said as much in the press conference. But uh, look, we're happy to take the two points, aren't we? Definitely. On the back of last week's performance, you know, that that was a bit of a thumping there by the Dolphins and uh, the boys came out strong and I'm hearing a lot of building around the club, you know, building as we do at the beginning of our seasons. We always have a bit of a slow start, but uh, definitely a better performance and great to get the win up on Saturday. There were some great performances there on the park and you mentioned in the intro Silky, but I do have to talk about my fave, Lindsay. Oh, yeah, great performance. <laughs> 80 minutes and uh, just a couple of stats on him, 184 run metres. So Suali'i topped the run metres at 231. Now there's there's an outside back that's like, you know, a, an outstanding player, 231. 184 from big Lindsay and it was a hot day. I did see him puffing a few times yeah, out we, there. we actually commented on it. <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was about two minutes to go before half time. He was on his haunches. <laughs> Uh, there was a turnover of possession, and if you recall, he did one of the hit-ups in that set of six. He did, and then he, he was bent over, yeah. <laughs> hands on knees, and I thought, oh, you poor bugger. But he just stayed strong, and even I think in during the week he mentioned that you know he's building experience to be a leader at the club, and off the back of that performance, he's building it very well. Bells, I'm going to touch on that because after the match up at East Upper Darties, the players, they had a, a, a jumper signing, and autograph signing photos and whatnot, but I had the opportunity to talk to Lindsay Collins on the stage and ask him about that leadership role. We were there when he arrived at the club uh, a number of years ago in a pair of footy shorts, thongs, a mullet, mm. and a missing front tooth. I remember watching him playing for Wyon Ruse yeah, up at that right. Central Coast yeah. Stadium. <laughs> but that performance on the weekend, I think, was a defining moment in his Roosters career. I think he knew that we were down on troops, obviously, JWH, Victor Radley. You know, we lost Brandon Smith early in the game. He put his hand up to lead that young group of forwards around, uh, and he did with aplomb. I thought it was his best ever Roosters performance I've ever seen. Definitely. He will be a great leader in the future, and 
And another couple of big performances I thought silky were the Butcher Brothers. They yeah. both played 80 minutes each, Natty and Egan, and they had great games as well. Yeah, look, I want to mention also Nafahu White. I thought his impact off the bench uh, was a, a much improved performance from the previous week. And I think it's fair to say across the board, one through 17, our, our performances in every position was an improvement from from the week before. Yeah, it was. And what we've got to remember is they're all young kids, these boys coming off the bench. Um, you know, White, he's only a young player and they're just learning the ropes. They're getting in there and they've got so much more to come for the rest of the season. So it's going to be exciting. Bells, if I may, I'd love to just um, comment on the turn up up at East because after the match, obviously, it was great that we got the victory. But I think we had probably in and around 400 people in attendance up there at the Leeds Club. Uh, it was a great turnout and a special thank you for all the players who, who made it up there and spent, you know, best part of an hour taking photos, signing jerseys. It was such a great atmosphere up there. It was a bit chaotic, granted, but, um, you know, I think most people got the photos, the autographs and an opportunity to meet their players face to face. So well done to both the football club and the Leeds Club for putting on such a great event. Chaos leads to atmosphere, doesn't it? So yeah, it sure does. <laughs> so it I'm was sure chaotic. it was great up there. <laughs> no, it really was. Bell, big show today. Uh, we're going to be talking to one of our favourites. Well, he's my favourite, Luke Keary. Um, Radio I'm gonna take Hub. Pro- yeah, Radio Hub's very own Luke Keary. I'm going to take producer Pat with me to have that chat a little bit later on. Um, but really looking forward to having a chat to Luke. Well, firstly, about the World Cup. Mm. Obviously, played for Ireland uh, in the World Cup. So, uh, not the first rooster, mind you. Luke Rickardson did it back in 2000. He did, yes. So, uh, I'm keen to have a chat with Luke here about that. And also, just get his thoughts on the, the first two matches of the season. Yes, Silky. Really looking forward to hearing you boys have a chat with Luke. Well, you're on Roosters Radio. And when we come back, the man himself, Luke Keary. G'day, guys. James Tedesco here. You're listening to Roosters Radio. <laughs> Welcome back to Roosters Radio and Roosters fans. This man needs no introduction, but we're going to give him one anyway. He's won three premierships. He's a Clive Churchill medalist, represented New South Wales, Australia and Ireland. He has a degree in business from ACU and is studying his master's. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for the one and only Mr. Radio Hub himself, Luke Keary. How are you, boys? Silk? Good, mate. Good, mate. Bush looks like he's lost a bit of weight. <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, we should let the audience know Bush is away. He's actually in the Philippines at the oh, moment, so Luke. I mate, great to have you on. Uh, first time in 2023. Um, we're going to talk a bit of football a little bit later on, but before we do, I'd love to get an insight into the end of last year, the World Cup. You represented Ireland. You know, Tell us a bit about that. It was awesome. It, right, it was honestly something that I've always wanted to do – 17 World Cup, put my hand up, didn't work out at the end of the year. And then, yeah, as you get a bit older, uh, the opportunity came up and jumped at it straight away. It was a big part of my childhood. Like uh, the old man, his whole family's from Ireland. Yep. Um, they've still got the family house, the farm and everything. Really? The whole family came over for one of the games too. So I was pretty special. Spent a lot of time younger with uncles and that who were all from, from Ireland. So... To actually put the jersey on, it was actually, it was kind of cool. The tournament didn't go the way we wanted. We yeah. probably did a bit too much drinking, not enough training um, to win. But, yeah, it was, it was a really cool moment for the family and I got to learn a, a bit more about my culture. So tell us a bit about that. I, I know you've probably discovered where the family's originally from. I uh, got to, I dare say, meet some relatives you probably never met before. Yeah, for, so my family's from County Galway, little place called Lockray just outside. Um 
they're farmers from there. Dad brought them all over, all his aunties, uncles over for the game. And, yeah, it was just it was just cool to see him. Like, yeah. NRL's very, very foreign to everyone. I'm the big, obviously, Gaelic football and rugby union. Um, but to get him over, gave him one of jerseys with Kiri on the back. Yeah. They were stoked. But, yeah, it's cool. It's, it's, it's cool to learn about your past and your history and um, just kind of connect back to that. Back to culture. And I think it's important, you know, as a dad too, you can, you know, keep the uh, tradition going. Yeah, yeah. So, obviously, you pass that on to your kids. My missus full Maltese, so <laughs> I'm to pass some of that on to, um, to them. But, yeah, just pass it down the line. Dad's dad's always kind of giving us bits and pieces every now and then, but it was, it was good to actually see it in person and, and talk to him. On the international game at the World Cup, obviously, it's growing rugby league. And um, you see with Samoa playing in the grand final, do you notice that when playing now, the competitiveness between other nations? Yeah, definitely. I think it's it's great. We've seen Tonga were the first ones. Obviously, I played in that the first test match, yeah. played for Australia against Tonga over there, and it was one of the best atmospheres I've played in ever. And then obviously to see then Samoa jump on, you've got Fiji now with Kikau and Uppy and those boys. That international game's growing. Um, if they can put some pieces around it administrative wise <laughs> um it might go, go a little bit quicker but it's good to see the players are all jumping on board even to see someone like uh the big sue play for samoa when he's probably guaranteed an australian jersey to then yeah you know go over there and, and play for his nation where his, where his parents are from is pretty special so do you think origin rules should change um i'm not too As a sure. proud irishman i'm not too sure i think tinkering with state of origin is a very dangerous thing to do They've got a product that's the most lucrative and yeah. it's worked for so long. Tinkering with it is you need to really look into that before you start changing rules, honestly. Fair enough. Mate, let's talk a bit of football. Good to get the win last weekend and a marked improvement from the week before. Uh, no doubt Robbo was a lot happier in the dressing room on Saturdays as opposed to uh, the following Sunday. Yeah, the old round one <laughs> The old round one yes. No, it was mate, it was disappointing. We we knew what we were walking into up at Suncorp. Uh, we knew what it was going to be like and we just didn't aim up there and that, especially that second half against Redcliffe. And then obviously to lose, you know, was, people probably don't really we lost Victor, Jared, Brennan hasn't really played those first two games, Lodgy gone for those young middles to step up on the weekend. Massive step for us as a club. Flet your Fletchers, uh Nafahu's Terrell off the bench, BT coming on. Um, very, very big for our club. Lindsay Collins played 80 minutes. Yep. Clearly the, the best player on the field from a Roosters standpoint. Kind of a defining moment, I think, in his football career here at the Roosters, you thought? Yeah, yeah. Well, he's Australian and Queensland front rower now, so um, you kind of see in his career grow and develop. It's cool. We mean Lindsay came to the club at the same time in 2017 to watch him Bumble his way along there, those first... It, it is footy socks. His footy, his footy shorts, mullet no and teeth, mullet. He's actually... Everyone's gone the mullet. He was the first he to was actually, a pioneer. He was the first to bring it out and he gets no credit. <laughs> Mate, it was probably the no teeth and <laughs> the and facial the features that got him. Um, no, but just to see him grow from 2017 to the player and person that he is now, um, he's starting to take that kind of alpha role in that pack and big coming of age for him now in the weekend. He's proud of himself. Did you notice a training in the lead-up you know, with a few of our key forwards missing, it's fair to say we were missing a leader in the first week. Lindsay took it upon himself to be that leader. Did you get a sense that was going to happen? Yeah, on, you could uh, feel it. You could feel it. We, you know, you sit there as senior players and you look around and obviously there's, you know, half your group missing. Yep. You could feel Linz was going to take on that responsibility uh, and he did it really well. But as I said, he's, he's the Australian Queensland front row now. He's, um, 
He's come of age. He knows where his game's at, and I think he'll expect performances like that from him all year. We spoke about the forwards, and then you look at the back line, and you got young Suwili, who's just improving every game. Tupo, all on one edge. Joey Manu, golden boot winner. And then Paulo, who scored a, a double on the weekend. It must give you confidence looking up, and you must be picking and choosing who you're going to give the ball to, right? Yeah, it, it is good. We've got, obviously, some really talented guys out there. We still need to get the balance right between how we're using them, how we're not, when at what points can they come in, what points do they stay out. We felt, you know, we bumbled along there at the start of last year. We've I thought we looked um well we felt a lot better last week. Obviously Sue moving over to the left, Joey's just come back. It's still gonna take a little bit of time. Brendan at Hooker and Terps in there, still got some combination stuff to do. But yeah, massive weapons and we need to learn how to use them probably. It seemed that we played a simpler game. Last weekend was that the uh, was that the plan moving yeah. going into the match? Yeah, definitely. We obviously that week one we we actually completed really well out of yardage in that um, start of the game, and we I don't know if we completed many in the second half against Redcliffe. We we're similar on the weekend, but we kept it a lot simpler coming out of our own end, which is going to help us in in the long run. We we understand this is a long game too for us. We're we're trying to build a style of football that's going to win a premiership. And sometimes that style isn't so great at the start of the season. We understand that, but we're trying to build a style of football and a team and a team mentality and attitude that's going to help us win the whole entire year. So where do we need to improve from last week into this big match on Friday night? Yeah, I think obviously this is another step in itself. South, I think they're one of the better teams in the comp at the moment. They're, they've tried really well their first two rounds. Um, they're looking good. They're always strong. But we need, to, we need to compete through that middle again. We need the, those middle forwards to hold it up again. We need to take our chances when we, when we get them. South aren't going to give us too many chances. So they don't drop the ball much in their own end. They're not just going to hand us starts. So we need to take our chances and we need to just compete through the middle. Cam Murray's a big one for us, I think. Yeah. He's, um, he's doing a lot of ball playing from, through the middle with Freelius and, and Cody. Big rivalry traditionally between Souths and Roosters. You've obviously seen it from both sides of the, the colours. Does Robbo put an emphasis on that rivalry? Is it just another game? Does he does he talk through the history? Does he make it a, a bigger thing than it nah, is? No, nah, not really. We you, you understand as a player, obviously, uh, it's it's cool too. It's special. You, you want it, You want these rivalries in the game. We want them as players because we look forward to it. They look forward to it. You know, our administrators look forward to. It, they do. Our fans look forward to it. They do. Everyone it comes together and it's a big occasion. So we understand that. We don't need to talk about it too much more than um, you know. Everyone else kind of does the talking around us. <laughs> For it, but we need it. We need it. We need to turn up and perform. We've we've only beaten them once in the last few, um, so we understand we need to start turning up to these games and performing. So, Luke, what do you look forward to most in these rivalry matches? Is it the the fan talk around the grounds? Is it the crowd when you run out? There's got to be things that you know get yeah. you up, and they might start as early as today. Yeah, I think just the intensity around it. You know, walking in that game, no matter what form each team's in, both teams are going to come hard. The intensity around the start of the game is always physical contest. The crowd's always into it. So you're getting, that, you're getting the buzz and the energy from around the stadium. There are a few little things that get you going on game day. Let me ask you, because one of the things that we noticed when we got bundled out last year was keeping our emotions in check. How hard is it in a, in a big game like this? No, it's, yeah, it's obviously diff- every game's, you know, you, got, you look at every game on its own merits as... Difficult one for us last year, obviously, you know, the Simbins, but, you know, to lose Teddy, you lost Joey the week before, you lose um, Gussie to the head knock. Um, you know, we had Connor and Egan and everyone playing. I think Connor was playing left centre at one <laughs> stage. Drewy was playing on the wing or something. So a lot of things happened in that game. We just we didn't quite deal with it um, well enough at the time. But 
yeah, I think emotions always going to be involved. Learn how to control them, yes, but sometimes you want to walk that that edge too. We've got two very emotional players coming back into the side on Friday, JWH and Victor. Uh, obviously, they'll add a bit of starch up front and, you know, JWH, his first game for the year, yeah. so uh, he'll be salivating at the chance yeah. to take on the Bunnies. Yeah, hopefully, you know, Jazz gets through this week. Um, he obviously looks forward to these games too, so um, he'll be right up for it. Rad's another one too, you know, we're all disappointed about how last year went at the end there, and the pack was, you know, very disappointed. So I'm gathering they'll just they'll just want to perform. They want to perform at a high level, mate. We really appreciate your time today. Always pleasure having a chat with you. Good luck on the weekend, and in particular the rest of the season. Thanks, Silk. Thanks, Bush. <laughs> there you go, Roosters number six, Luke Carey. Welcome back to Roosters Radio. Well, Silky, fantastic interview with our little trusty 5'8 there, Luke Keary. It was really interesting hearing him talk, Silky, about, um, you know, it's a massive game this Friday night and to hear him talk about the club and players keeping their emotions intact. Well, in particular, the, the two returning players, Jared Warrior Hargraves and Victor Radley, uh, you know, as, as said in the interview, we, we lost our heads in that. Uh, elimination final last year and it's up to the players to keep their emotions in check we love these games mm, definitely as fans the the banter starts monday yeah, and, it already. Goes, <laughs> and it goes <laughs> all week and what i love is that we can have these uh you know this banter between the south fans and the roosters fans and we do it over a beer or you know we have a laugh about yep. it Social but, media. But, but at the end of the day we are playing for sheep stations when it comes to these matches. Definitely. And, and it's interesting to hear that the players do get caught up in it. I think it's a good thing mm. uh, that they feel so in, indebted and involved in the, in this rivalry. Yeah, well, it's definitely more than just the two points, isn't it? It's just the history of the club, the red, white and blue versus the red and green. It's, it's just on and it's just great around the community to be amongst it. And I just hope that Jared and Victor do keep their emotions <laughs> intact, which I'm sure they will. We do need them out there, obviously, um, in big games like this. And it's actually going to be exciting to see Jared come back first game of the year. I think he'd be salivating, Bells. Mm. I think he cannot wait. One thing... Worth noting too is this really is a four point game for us. Mm. So we win this match, we get the bye the following week. Yep. So a lot to play for if you look at it in the scheme of things. Um, and I'm sure Coach Robinson will be alluding to that in the uh, conversations they have with the team this week. Well, that it's laid. The platform's laid. Silky Friday night out at Allianz Stadium, expecting a big, big crowd out there. It's going to be a cracker. It sure is. And what I love most about these matches is my phone runs hot with mm. people wanting free tickets, <laughs> namely South fans. Uh, yeah, love it. Each and every year they come out of the woodwork for this one. Um, no, but look, it's going to be a great game. It doesn't matter where the teams are on the ladder. They all get up for this match. Definitely. Yep. And, and, you know, history suggests, if you look at recent history in particular, that, you know, South have got the wood on us. So we'll be looking to turn that around. As Luke Keary said, there's a lot of improvement still left in us and uh, we're going to probably have to improve, I think, probably 10 to 25% more on our performance there against the Warriors. So hopefully Coach Robinson will be leading the boys around the park at training this week so that they come out cherry ripe and ready to go on Friday night. Silky, I've actually been thinking about Barlow, his first game against his old club on Friday night. That'll be interesting for him. 
scored I, scored I a couple of tries on the weekend and yeah, look, I wouldn't be surprised if Luke Keary probably pulls him aside mm. and has a word to him. Mm. You know, the fans will be hopping into him. And that's, you know, once again, goes back to that whole East versus South thing. Uh, the players will probably have a few choice words for him as well. He's only a young young fellow, mm. so uh, a, a cool, calm head like Luke Keary probably pulls him aside and says, listen, mate, just I've been rein there. it in. I've yeah, done that. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be right. <laughs> but look. Obviously, with the inclusion of Radley and, of course, JWH, our, our forwards start to look like there's some starch up front, and there's going to need to be uh, Totola back for South. So uh, plenty to play for. I'm really interested in seeing these matchups in the outside backs as well. Oh, yeah. Manu's second game back. He's he's only going to improve. He had a solid game on the weekend, and our trusty leader at the back, Teddy, up against Latrell. Great matchup there, the two fullbacks, and you know, two outstanding players. So it's going to be a fantastic game. Let's not forget the left-hand side, probably the, the Roosters' favoured side at the moment. It was, wasn't it, on the weekend? It they sure kept was. going to that short side and they're loving that left. And look, there's a plenty of height there too. So uh, I, I expect more of the same on Friday night. But Bells, no more mucking around. What's your score prediction? It's going to be a tight one, Silky. It's it's not a blowout. I'm picking 24 to 22. We're up by two points. points. Yep. And hopefully no sin bins. Not like last year in that elimination final when there were like sin bin galore that yeah. game. But yeah. uh, no sin bins Friday night, 24-22. Look, I don't think there'll be that many points. Um, I, I think it will be close. Uh, and I'm going to say Roosters 18, South 16. 18-16. I think there's going to be some penalties. Mm. And so I think both sides will be probably opting for the two points, hence why I've gone that those numbers. But our boys have to turn up and, and they're going to have to play the full 80 minutes. One thing that I did note last week compared to week one was their discipline with the football. They didn't throw it around as much. Um, they had a simplified game plan. I think they have to go in to this match with that same type of game plan. Plenty of kind of hit-ups, kick to the corners and build pressure. Mm. They did score points off the back of pressure um, last and week. So only they need eight, to do errors, that again. eight yeah. errors on the weekend, so much better than round one. Yep. So long may that continue into Friday night. Definitely. Let's go, boys. Well, that's it for this episode of Roosters Radio. We'd like to thank... Our special guest, the one and only Luke Keary. You've been listening to Roosters Radio. East, East to win. East know how to play the game, they play it hard and fair. East know how to win the game, they give more than their share. They're great to see in action, these boys.